Hey everyone, welcome to Flock Tales, where we drink and talk about birds, mostly. I'm Kristen Brunk. I'm Maya Pershing. I'm Jen Schneiderman. And I'm Ashley Ola. Uh, yes, and today we're going to be talking about, what did we decide? Badass Historical women. birding women, ornithologist women. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, so, yeah, I feel like it started with like badass women birders, and then we realized that we needed to be more specific about historical women. <laughs> I think we do. Um, well, I think there's a lot of a lot of badass women, and so we needed to shrink the category a little bit, which is a good problem. Unless you yeah. want to listen to like a five hour long podcast in one go. Ooh. I mean, Critical Role does like four hours, and that's just a D&D campaign for like four hours. So yeah, I guess that's true. I don't, I can't do it though. Like personally, I can't listen to a four hour long podcast. Mm -mm. I don't think I could talk for a four hour long podcast. I don't think so either. (laughs) Well, hang on. We all worked in the same office and spent eight hours a day together, and we still had plenty to talk about. So... (laughs) That is true. I have no doubt we could make a podcast that long. <laughs> I would actually listen to the hell out of a five-hour-long podcast about badass women birders, but I don't think I want to hear my own voice for five hours straight. <laughs> valid. So, so valid. Oh, man. Um, I guess we should explain the parameters of, like, historical. Um, wait, so we, so, wait, one yeah. thing. I I have a like a quick correction from episode one. Okay. Well, it's not really a correction. It's more of just like a a little more information. Like at one point I talked about like climbing cypress trees and like yanking baby wood storks out of their nest. (laughs) Uh, And I just wanted to clarify that that was done for scientific reasons. And we were just banding them and then putting them back. And we had all of the appropriate permits and everything. (laughs) Mm hmm. Just That's a good correction. I also have a correction. Um, Mm. The source that I cited for the information about marabou storks said their bills could be up to 50 inches long, which is ridiculously long, basically the same height as the bird. That's false. Um, (laughs) They're about 10 to 13 inches long, the bills. Is it 50 centimeters? Well, so 13 inches is about 35 centimeters. Mm. I don't know where they get off saying all that, though. Yeah. Well, I just That's also an important I should correction. correct that. Valid. <laughs> but how cool would they look with 50 inches? A bill is very long. <laughs> but can they still swallow two pounds of meat? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Real questions. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so we are your four resident bird nerds. <laughs> Self-described. Um, I even have a shirt that says so. I have a shirt that says resident bird nerd also. <laughs> my mom just got me a bird nerd shirt. Oh my gosh, we should all match sometime. Mm, Maya, oh, you need one so now. Good. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm so left out. Oh. Also, 
we need to explain on microphone um, something that we have started um, as of because of this podcast. Uh, well, actually, because of my spouse. Um, we were doing a test recording, and he came into the room and told me that I was swearing too much. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> then that we needed a swear jar for every single time one of us says a swear word. And um, we would then take the money from the swear jar and uh, go buy beer with it on our next birding trip. So you can count with us because I'm totally keeping track of the exact number of swears that we say in this podcast for the swear jar. (laughs) (laughs) That's an incredible undertaking. (laughs) Also, I'm hearing that it's incentive to swear. Yeah, that's (laughs) definitely what I heard. (laughs) Great. Maybe we should put our swear count in the episode description as well, just for Ooh. those who. Yes. Oh, that's such a good idea. I don't idea. know if we ever decided on a monetary value for said swear words, but. Well, I think like a quarter per swear word. So we say shit a lot. We said fuck twice in the last episode. That's already two. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about again today? <laughs> Badass women birders <laughs> of Ooh, history. history. <laughs> uh, the hand motions were awesome for that, by the way. <laughs> there were some, yeah, there was some flapping. There was some gesticulating. <laughs> some T-Rex hands. <laughs> we are ready for this. Yes, so ready. <laughs> So can somebody please, for me, because I've already had a drink, and this is strong whiskey, um, what historical means in this context? Like, how are we defining historical badass women? Cricket, cricket. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it almost feels like, so I did a lot of time, uh, I waited until the last minute, so I was mostly doing it today. I was trying to find someone who was not a white woman uh, historically, and that was a a real struggle. Um, like, it seems like I'm sure there were black birders and indigenous birders and lots of cool women doing lots of cool things that were basically just lost to history uh, because they weren't invited to participate in a lot of the societies. Um, and publications that I feel like have helped people's work live on. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we probably ended up with four white women, but I don't think that that should diminish the contributions of other women to birding and Mm -hmm. ornithology in general. Yes, and I think the plan is to have another episode at some point with more current badass women. So Yeah. Uh, to yeah. answer your question, Jan, about historical, I think all four of the women that we picked were from the 1900s, perhaps born just at the end of the 1800s. So I guess that's Thank you. our historical context. Thank you, Ashley. That does answer my question. <laughs> but also... That is an important point to note, Kristen. Thank you for bringing it up. That is, okay, so to like give you all a little behind the scenes backstage pass of what goes on at Flocktails. I've never heard a... that term before, but I love it. 
there was a frantic uh, series of messages that went out to all of us today. Where it was a it was a big discussion of like not having a lot of like representation in ornithology or in just like generally in ecology, and it's a widespread issue that still uh, is around today, unfortunately. But uh, we will have more episodes where we highlight more BIPOC and uh, like the contributions of BIPOC folks and folks that are not just like cis white people. <laughs> totally. And huge shout out to Black Birders Week because that was incredible. Um, and a lot of their materials are, are still available. So if you missed like any of the panel discussions or wanted to check out any of the content from Black Birders Week, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, we'll link on our social media, probably. Yeah, because we can do that. (laughs) All right. Well, should we start? Yeah, let's let's jump in. Um, So I think I'm going first because my person is the oldest. Uh, Stop me if I go too long. I think I went a little over the top because I got into this and she's like really (laughs) fucking cool. Go for it. All right. So the woman that I selected was Althea Rosina Sherman. Um, She was born in October 1853. Shout out for October birthdays um, in (laughs) Iowa. (laughs) She was born to two parents who were pioneers is what the website called them. I guess they built the first frame house on the Iowa prairie. Um, like they came from New York State. They spent some time in Prairie du Chien. Is that how you pronounce that in Wisconsin? Prairie du Chien. <laughs> Prairie du Chien. Thank you, yes. Wisconsin Super local. <laughs> <laughs> but it's French, um, right? Yeah. And then it, they it moved from there to Iowa. Um, okay. Well, then we probably pronounce it wrong, hey? I mean, yeah, <laughs> we probably do. That's legit. Go America. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, so then from there, they moved to Iowa. Um, it's kind of crazy to me that in like the late 1800s, um, Althea and her sisters all went to college. Wow. They went to Oberlin College in Ohio, which I think, is that a women's college? I, don't I have know. no idea. I've never heard of this place. I'm looking oh. it up. It may have it. been at the time. Okay. I've heard of it. I just don't know. Oh my gosh! About it. I apologize. One of my cats is yelling because she wants food. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it or not, but she's very insistent that she is starving to death, which is false. I think I could hear it very quietly. <laughs> okay, so it looks like Oberlin is a private liberal arts college, and it's a conservatory of music. Mm. Um, it's the second oldest continuously operating co-ed institute of higher learning. Oh. So I don't, I don't know that it was ever a women's only college. Cool. Well, sweet. G- good on Oberlin for being co-ed. That's cool. <laughs> okay, um, but they do have a, they do have a thing about educating a missionary army of Christian soldiers to save the world and inaugurate God's government on earth. So like, you know. <laughs> I think I just threw well, up in my mouth that a little seems bit. That's cool, but <laughs> oh, okay, okay, but okay, but the second part of this makes it more okay because uh, it also says that the radical notion that slavery was America's most horrendous sin that should be instantly repented of and immediately brought to an end. 
Okay. Good job. That's something. <laughs> Mixed bag. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Althea decided to study art. Um, both of her sisters went into medicine. But so she got her bachelor's and her master's in art from Oberlin. And then she worked as a teacher in public schools. Um, and then she continued studying art at the Art Institute in Chicago and the Art Students League in New York. And then she taught drawing in Minnesota. And then she taught drawing at city schools in Washington. So she did that for like 40 years. Wow. And you might Hi, be Dan. thinking, wait, what about birds? Yeah. Well, she is proof that it's never too late in life to start enjoying birds because she didn't actually start birding or like really thinking about birds that much until she was in her 40s. Um, mm. And that was when she moved back home to Iowa to take care of her elderly parents because they could no longer live on their own. Um, but they owned like a colonial house with an acre of land. And it sounds like amazing. Like they had, it's, it's just one acre, but they had like orchards and shrubs and gardens and an adjoining pasture and a swamp. Um, and oh my gosh, areas, I'm like, pretty sure that's my ideal home. <laughs> right? Yep. It sounds amazing. Um, Hands down. But yeah, so that kind of became her laboratory for the next like three decades. Um, I just realized that none of this is funny because I just think that she's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have to be to... funny. It can just well, be amazing. Good. It is pretty amazing. <laughs> Um, I mean, so I saw her described in a lot of different places in like terms that I wouldn't normally say are very flattering. Um, She was described as eccentric, outspoken, frequently grumpy. Um, As far as I could tell, she was never married. And so she and her sister, who was a doctor, lived together in their family home, like well into their old age. And I feel like she might be the original nasty woman. Like, she sounds like we should be friends with her. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm here for also, this. Also, I'm, I'm pretty fucking... sure, like, back in oh, those days, days, women were expected to, like, get married and have a ton of kids and only be teachers or secretaries, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking here for her. Yes. Uh-huh. Swear jar. Dink. Oh, we're yeah. at four. <laughs> at least the ones that I heard. Oh, man. We're up to a whole dollar. Wait, are any of those mine? Are we keeping track of this? I think you said fuck once or fucking. I don't know. There we go. We're uh-huh. two more. <laughs> My entire goal is just to get other people to swear now. News, news, news to the world. Science is cursed, and it's a lot. <laughs> I I would love for this woman to adopt me as like post, like I I want to be her great 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 granddaughter if she could yeah, adopt you cool from the her. grave yeah i don't know if that's like can we summon her um this year oh Maybe. yeah and like <laughs> i mean pro- it's, it's almost halloween yeah. eh? <laughs> things are yeah. about to get witchy <laughs> oh also, my god there's a spider so on my laptop right now <laughs> there's a what a spider is it's it a cute little halloween. one or is it just all like yeah yeah creepy? no it's like it's like pretty cute I definitely do not see anything, but okay. Oh, no. That oh, you're just looking at it? Because, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, not on my computer now. It's, like, moving up. Anyway, sorry. This is totally unrelated. What should we name him? Or her? I him? think it's a her. I'm pretty sure it's a lady. We're just going to assume it's a lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, 
we could just give them a gender non-binary um, name. You should name her Althea. Mm, oh. Yep. That's it. I love it. Little Althea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, I think I need to dust all the cobwebs in my house. That's what I'm realizing right now. Mm. <laughs> well, I've had a dead spider on my desk for about a week now, and I haven't taken care of it, so. Wow, is it a cat casualty? I'm not really sure. It is on the cat bed. I don't know if it just ended up there or if a cat tried to eat it. I, I might be able to top that because I have a mosquito that I smushed on the wall of our bathroom and is it still there like you didn't clean it off i did it because it's my trophy i don't know why that's a warning worse than a dead spider staying on my desk i don't know No, you have to leave it it's a warning to all of the other mosquitoes exactly (laughs) it's a message and it's also my hunting trophy of i have murdered It's like the equivalent of a deer head on your wall. <laughs> Just like a mosquito wing and three legs are what's left. <laughs> I love it. Sorry uh, to gross everyone out. What were we talking about? Did you Althea finish? the spider. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. So I am only just warming up. (laughs) Um, So Althea, I think one of the coolest things about her is, I mean, so this is the time of shotgun ornithology, right? Like these are the times of John James Audubon and like Alexander Wilson who are exploring the Americas and mostly studying birds by shooting them and collecting specimens. Um, She's one of the first people to pioneer like studying living birds instead of shooting them, (laughs) which is pretty (laughs) cool. Um, And so she would watch them and then meticulously record behaviors. Mm, That is pretty darn cool. Because you don't get behavior from a dead bird. Mm -mm, not so much well it's funny i like read some quotes that people were like oh her paintings and drawings are so lifelike and i was like oh probably because she actually painted living specimens (laughs) (laughs) oh that's amazing so wait was she the first person like in what we know as recorded like birding history to like not shoot the bird before studying it or i doubt that she was the very first person ever but she was i mean she's got to be up there um and it i mean it would be lying to say that she didn't kill any birds because (laughs) we're gonna get into that (laughs) but um yeah but actually studying behavior i mean she preceded like conrad lorenz who's like kind of the father of animal behavior i guess um but yeah she's way before him even so that's pretty cool um but yeah she also had like kind of ingenious ways of watching birds like she was really into like she had like birds in her barn that were nesting and so she would just like drill little peepholes for herself so she could watch them without (laughs) without disturbing what they were doing which really makes me laugh (laughs) that is so cool she's a peeping bird tom though (laughs) (laughs) she's a peeping tom tit is what she is Ooh, good one Yes. Um, 
But yeah, so she is particularly known for her work with chimney swifts. She actually commissioned this huge tower to be built. Oh, there's a ladybug on my light. Ooh. You are just like bug central yeah. to me. Yeah, I know. Even what does that it? say? Can you, I've been cleaning the house. I swear I clean the house. <laughs> it's just ladybug season. They're going to be everywhere. I've already seen a few around my house too. <sighs> Where's the cat when I need her? <laughs> Um, yeah, so she commissioned this huge tower on her property for Chimney Swiss to live in. It was like 28 feet tall. Um, and she had like a staircase running up the middle and then she had like a, a series of doors and peepholes so she could spy on the birds. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, around the rest of her property, she established feeding areas and nest boxes for observing birds. And she had like this big old barn that she called the Flicker Apartment House because she had Northern (laughs) Flickers nesting there for something like 33 years. I want to stay there. I know. It sounds like a magical fun land. It's like a bird or Disney World. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so in her lifetime, she published over 70 articles on 38 different species of birds and mammals. She was also super into bats, Um, but she died before she was able to publish like a lot of her work because she had so much work over three decades. Um, By her own count, she studied screech owls for 26 years, flickers for 33 years, chimney swifts for 17 years, phoebes for 31 years. Uh, red-winged blackbirds for 29 years, catbirds, robins, brown thrashers for 33 years. So she just had this incredible, like, long-term life history for all of these different birds that lived on her property. Wow. Yeah, dude, that is dedication. Oh, that is so cool. I really want to build a tower for chimney swifts <laughs> now and just spy on them. Yes. Yeah. With, like, a staircase in the middle and little peepholes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone needs one. Everyone needs more peepholes is what's going on. <laughs> oh, no. If you buy a house and it doesn't have at least five peepholes, it's not even worth it. <laughs> <laughs> is that the first thing you did, Jen, when you bought your house was install more yes. peepholes? I did. I drilled holes in all the walls and nobody knows where they are. It's not like they're super obvious. <laughs> This is a good Halloween episode. (laughs) (laughs) Come stay in my house, guys. (laughs) It's a really good endorsement. (laughs) We have utter privacy, I promise. (sighs) Yeah, but okay, so she was uh, like a really crazy letter writer, too. Like she would write tons of letters to all of her friends um, and journals and whatnot. But she, one of my favorite quotes from all of them was that she said, I count 20 years all too short for thorough acquaintance with the birds of my own dooryard. Which is just so cute. (laughs) To love like the birds that are considered like common by most people is just really heartwarming. Also, I love the word dooryard. Yeah. Yeah. So the book that she did publish, um, I think it is just called like Birds of the Dooryard or something. It's really cute. I probably should have written that down, but I didn't. It's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, now that I've wormed your heart, I will also say that she totally played favorites with like which bird species she thought were good guys versus bad guys. <laughs> and she was very contemptuous of like non-native species. Um, she waged mm. apparently what is a well-known war against um, like English sparrows or house sparrows. And she also hated house wrens. And she apparently like really hated screech owls because they kill birds and eat them but they're native <laughs> they are native what? but there's and a they're quote so cute from and her adorable. they are they're really cute and well and she studied i mean by her own count she studied them for like 26 years so she <laughs> at least let some of them live but <laughs> there's <laughs> well, a quote from one of them? her letters yeah so she says for several years i've been killing all the screech owls that could be found in this neighborhood i pay 50 Whoa. cents a piece for them I'm astonished that ornithologists have not awakened to the deadly menace these owls are to the harmless birds. Oh, shit. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Goddamn, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah. Fucking, so fucking, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. How many was that, Jen? <laughs> Count I that. Know. Count it. I'm going to call it, uh, I don't know, eight. Just round up. Ten? <laughs> ten. Twelve. Ten, ten to twelve seems good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she murdered a lot of owls. Well, and it sounds like she not only murdered them herself, but like basically put a bounty on them for people in the neighborhood. Um, yeah. It's really weird that she, like, studied them to me. Like, that's what's baffling my mind, is that she studied them, but she's also like, fuck these birds, they suck. Yeah, I guess later in life, she, like, lamented the fact that she had ever let a pair of them live on her property. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) I think she just, I mean, this is way before we have any understanding of the, like, predators being important for ecosystems, Mm -hmm. so there's that. She probably just was sad watching them, like, murder the songbirds that she thought were cute and pretty. Okay, I just did a quick um, calculation here from the internet. 50 cents mm-hmm. in 1943, which is the year that she died, would be equivalent to $7.60 now. In case you wanted to know how much wow. a screech owl is worth. I was I was a little curious. That doesn't seem like very much. No, you need to pay me a lot more. What, Maya? What do you, Maya, what, what do you have? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's a mouse like really close to my face right <laughs> oh. now. <laughs> I just had a little panic attack, but it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Welcome to the cabin. <laughs> do you need to take care of the mouse somehow? Yeah, you know, it ran up to the ceiling, so I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need some screech owls here. Yeah, you yes. do. <laughs> just going to release some in my house. Yeah, just offer somebody $7.40 to bring one over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll get some takers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, all right. More dramatic than like a ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> I think I win this one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yep, you do. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody gets a rat or like a mongoose running through their living situation. <laughs> I like how many other random creatures this episode has already been interrupted by. 
<laughs> yeah, here we are in the wilds. Yeah. Well, I mean, Maya, you kind of are in the wilds right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very true. She had a life list of 168 species on her property. 40 of them were nesting. Ashley, I don't know what your list is at, but I feel like you're winning. It's 103. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hot diggity she's shit. getting Ooh. you, but you'll get there. Don't worry. She had 30 years, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> um, yeah, she was an important mentor for Margaret Morris Nice, who you may have heard of. She was another pioneering woman in um, ethology or animal behavior. Um, and yeah, she had an unfailing interest in all subjects. Her beautiful descriptions and painting of birds and her really impressive long-term research led to her being elected as a member of the American Ornithologist Union. Um, and at the time, only three other women had had that honor. And she was also, I think this is hilarious. She was also included in this, uh, like given the honor of one of the American men in science. (laughs) <laughs> what? which is cool <laughs> and she was included in like a who's who of women in science as well um and then her observations she did publish a lot but she didn't publish obviously all of her incredible long-term research um and a lot of her observations were heavily used by arthur cleveland bent in his life histories of american bird series which i guess was kind of a big deal mm-hmm And then, yeah, she died in 1943, and I just thought there was this really beautiful eulogy from Iowa Bird Life, which is like a little magazine, Um, and they said, here and there are individuals who live original lives. They are alone, but not lonely. They follow no pattern of social life, yet are a distinct factor in it. Their bent is their rudder, all else is secondary. Such an individual was Althea Rosina Sherman, Rooted in national Iowa, nurtured in Iowa soil, the fruits of her years are universal. The essence of her life cast abroad. Oh, that's and very that nice. is Althea Rosina Sherman, a badass woman. Yes. <laughs> good job, Kristen. It so was so sweet. good. Thank you. I'm sorry that was so long. <laughs> we interrupted you so many times. Also, <laughs> we faffed a lot. Maybe this will be a two-part episode if we get to be gushing too much, but... <laughs> That is definitely we'll an option. We can yeah. also cut out some of the chitter chatter <laughs> if we need to. Oh, no. That's true. That's the, just have a whole, like, part. other episode of just chitter chatter. <laughs> <laughs> the outtakes. <laughs> the random animals that, like, show up halfway through. <laughs> I think, well, yeah. here's the deal. Okay, the, the bugs and the mouse were, like kind enough to show up i think we should honor them you can't cut althea the spider you can't cut her yeah she's part of this she's part of the crew now mighty authentic (laughs) yeah (laughs) screw charlotte it's all about althea the spider wait she's gone (gasps) she's looking for more mosquitoes to kill good work althea (laughs) (laughs) yes Maya, were you going next? I forget. Yes. Yeah, I can go next. Um, yeah, the woman that I am going to talk about, um, Marty Murray or Margaret Murray. She was born in 1902, so I think she's our next one in line. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she is really amazing in a ton of ways. Some are related to birds. Some are just like 
the fact that she was such a badass woman in um, especially like the early 1900s and really throughout the 1900s when it was pretty tough for women to be in like the conservation field and also in the frontier. Um, She was raised in Alaska and did a lot of her work in like very remote areas in Alaska. Whoa. Wow. Nice. Hot damn. Yeah. And so I first discovered her, um, I read a book called Two in the Far North that she wrote that's about like her adventures and travels um, with her husband, who's a biologist, Olas Marie. Um, And it's such a heartwarming book. Oh my God, if you ever just like want to feel really amazing about the world and like probably cry a lot, like definitely recommend this one. It's so sweet. Um, But they, yeah, so like this biologist family and um, they, their first like project they did together, their first like biology project was this uh, 500 mile long journey by dog sled to the Brooks Range in Alaska. And they were just cataloging like everything that they um, encountered. So like kind of like large mammals were a focus, like they studied caribou pretty often um, throughout their lives. But they also just like did these really cool studies with birds, like they were banding uh, migratory geese. And um, got a couple of points would do these river journeys where they were like, following like the ice breakup on rivers in Alaska and um, like counting all of the birds that they would find as they went along. Oh my God. She did, yeah, some really amazing field work. Super jealous. Oh my gosh. We should just Um, recreate that. Like, what are you guys doing next winter? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like dog sled journey. I'm so down for this. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, I think one of the things that I loved about her was I was like starting to discover these things about her life is that there were so many people in her life, like her family and like friends and acquaintances that were like, why are you doing this? Like, you can't be, you know, going on these journeys or she would bring like newborn babies with her on these journeys. (laughs) She just went for it. And um, yeah, she does this really cool philosophy of like, just being so into like field observations and just observing the world that it was just like what her life was and there was no way she wouldn't do it. So yeah, really incredible person. Sounds like another nasty woman. Oh Uh, yeah. And she um, mainly is remembered for like her conservation work. Um, She was involved in a group of people Um, who started the Wilderness Society back in, like, the 1930s and 40s. It's, like, all, um, like, white men for the most part. And then (laughs) Marty, Mary, just, like, seen most of that. Um, (laughs) And she lived to be 101. And for the last, like, man, like, 40 years of her life, maybe, she was just, like, giving speeches and, like, working with senators to create this legislation to preserve a lot of wild areas. And doing like a ton of super valuable things that I think she's probably like honestly not credited for enough. Like, you know, we all learned about Aldo Leopold's like a million times and she's never mentioned and it uh, pisses me off. Um. <laughs> so I do have to say, <laughs> I, okay, I had 
never heard anything about Elder Leopold beyond his name and that he existed before I moved to the Midwest. Like, I think he is a much <laughs> yeah, bigger deal. the Midwest sort of has a, like, <laughs> boner for him, so. Such a big boner. And he sucked. And We'll have another episode eventually where we just go on rants about racist ass white dudes. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's so many (laughs) and so many of them um Marty Murray was like working with kind of a lot and so Mm I just keep thinking like all of this like really incredible shit she did in her life she had these like annoying fucking white dudes in the background the whole time (laughs) so it just makes her like all the more of a badass (laughs) probably repeating the ideas that she just said louder and then like and then you know some <laughs> getting some, credit for that. <laughs> one of the dudes, yes, totally. Kristen would repeat it and take credit for it. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like it happened because we're all like, oh my god, like oh, I can't even think of who else was involved, like the Wilderness Society, or um, she was super involved in like the Sierra Club. I think she won an Audubon medal, like all of this stuff that you just like hear the name of it and immediately think like, oh, like a white man. (laughs) She was there the whole time. Oh my God. She must have just like absolute nerves of steel to be able to put up with all of those people. I can't imagine. I feel like she does. And then also everything that like or like really comes through in her writing or everything that you hear about her. But she sounds like she was just so like joyful and like so grateful to be able to be doing the work that she did. And it's really endearing. Like it's a pretty cool model. Uh, She sounds passionate as fuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. Now we've all dropped an F-bomb in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We were waiting on you, Kristen. You were the last one. <laughs> That's actually really surprising to me. I think Kristen's dropped a couple already. Oh, really? I think okay. so. Yeah, I don't remember any. I haven't been keeping Wait. track of who said what. I've just been keeping track of the total, <laughs> which is at 22 now. <laughs> what? Nice. Wow. Okay, well, Jen, you went on like a whole rant where you... <laughs> You went on a fucking <laughs> fuck rant fuck, is like, what happened. Does that even count as a rant? <laughs> a chant. <laughs> the fuckity fuck rant of October 14th is what that was. <laughs> yes. Okay, that just bumped shall up, be like, remembered. <laughs> and so it shall be known that the 14th of October is the day of the fuckity fuck rant. <laughs> Somewhat, Kristen, some a another... way better holiday that... than Columbus Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. That dude is yes. such an asshole. <laughs> Do you know he got sent back to Spain in, like, chains? Like, chained to a chair because he was such a piece of garbage? <laughs> I did yeah. not know that, but it makes me a little bit happy. Mm-hmm. Right? But why the fuck don't we all talk about that on Columbus Day? <laughs> right? Because we he don't was... want to... Um, Give more uh, airwaves and brainwaves to him. That's fair. We want to talk about all of the indigenous people that he oppressed instead. That's true. And genocided. Yes. Indigenous People's Day. Woo! Yes. Yes. Actually, okay. 
This is like not related to anything, but I did call my mom because her birthday is October 12th, which was also mm. Columbus Day this year, slash Indigenous Peoples Day. And when I picked up, the, when she like picked up and I wished her happy birthday, she said, thank you. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day from my mom. And I was Aww. like, oh, OK, <laughs> good. Your mom, good is woke. <laughs> mom is woke. Well, she's uh, like like many of the white people, myself included. We are getting there. <laughs> it's happening ever so slowly. That uh, brings a tear to my eye. Good work, mom. Are you sure? Mama Jen. Okay, Maya. What else about? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what else? oh, um. So Olas and Marty, I was really stoked about this because I had this little panic when I was like almost done researching and we were gonna start talking in like two minutes, and then my fucking headphones broke. But like in the middle <laughs> of this panic, I was like, um, I discovered some really cool facts about Florence Miriam Bailey, who is another badass woman birder who we're not talking mm-hmm. about. And I was like, oh my God, like I should have talked about her. She's so cool. She's this like artist and field guide maker. Um, but turns out she was really good friends with Marty and like kind of a mentor figure to her. So like some of their ideas are really similar and that's really cool i love that even back then like the women who were into this stuff would find each other you know and network Mm -hmm. and i'm sure complain about the white men in their lives (laughs) (laughs) okay so florence had this whole thing where she like she made like the first modern field guide was made by florence and um she was like talking i think this is like maybe in a letter or like just like something like casual on the side um but she was, like, really mad that a lot of birds are named a descriptive name that only applies to the male bird. Mm-hmm. So, like, black-throated blue warbler. She was like, the poor female, like, doesn't look like that at all. And, like, everyone has to call her this, like, ridiculous name. <laughs> she was, like, really pissed about it. It was pretty great. If she ever got married, I bet you she did not take her husband's last name because that's like, basically <laughs> what it's describing. <laughs> Oh, you know, I think she kept both, actually. I think, yeah, Miriam Bailey, yeah. <laughs> Good on her. Ashley, I'm sorry. Ashley, no. No offense if you decide to take your husband's last name. It's um, I did, <laughs> mostly because I did not like my own last name. Oh, that's and Yeah, the two so first names thing. <laughs> my last name before I got married was Hannah, and I got made fun of my entire life that I had two first names. And also, during roll call in, like, every single class I've ever had since kindergarten, they would always say Hannah Ashley Mm. instead of Ashley Hannah, even though they would Mm. go through the entire list reading all of the other students' names correctly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyways. Of course. I don't have that problem now. Hell yes. Oh, yeah. Also, I I just have to say I'm really happy that both of your names start with vowels like i don't know why but that makes me really happy oh, okay <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i like it my middle name also, does not start with a vowel though it starts with m is it marie <gasps> no and now everyone knows yeah. all of my personal information <laughs> that's all of it right there the letter m <laughs> Why don't you just throw your social security number out too? I mean, we've already made it this far. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mother's maiden name, name of first pet. 
<laughs> oh yeah, the high school mascot where you grew up. City you were born in. <laughs> it's Carlsville. Um Oh yeah, also bullying is not cool and don't do it. Yeah, those kids sound like jerks. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't jerks. say bullied. Yeah. It wasn't really being bullied, but people would definitely make jokes about it. Yeah, which was mm-hmm. annoying. Mine was, hey, there goes Spider-Man. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's old. Oh, uh, because your name, that took me a I second. I never connected that. <laughs> I was like, did you yeah. wear a Spider-Man outfit to school or something? <laughs> <laughs> Would not be too out of character, actually. I know. That's why I wouldn't have been that surprised. <laughs> You would have rocked it too. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. But then been really pissed when someone called you Spider Man. Uh, she would be Spider Woman, unless you didn't yeah, want to be yeah. called Spider Woman, Jen. You can be called whatever God, you want. This is a Gwen Stacy costume. You're so don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> We're gonna do Very another. Okay, cool. Well, let's conclude this episode then, and we'll publish the part two the week after next where we talk about our next two mm-hmm. badass burning women or we'll publish them one next week so look out for that um i guess maybe we should conclude with some housekeeping stuff mm-hmm. right um so let's see we have uh, we have a website. Yes, we do. We do have a what website. is it called, Kristen? All right, you can find us at Flocktail Hour. That's F L O C K T A L E Hour. Um, dot WordPress dot com. Yes, and it has all of our social media on it. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, The Evil Empire, and Instagram, and also. And Instagram. And we also have an email account, so you can email us if you want to. Um, are, it is... What is oh, it? are you doing it, Jen? No, you do okay. it, actually. Go. <laughs> you can tell we're super coordinated, guys. Um, yes. <laughs> Our email is flocktailspodcast at gmail.com. So if there are more badass birding women that we didn't talk about either this week or next week that you want to hear about, um, you can send us an email with suggestions and we'll try and get to them. Mm. Um, Especially can... if you know any cool historical badass birding women of color or indigenous folks. Yes. That would be really awesome. Because we are always happy to learn mm-hmm. about more badass birding women, especially the ones that are not white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, oh, big shout out to, hang on, I can get this. Uh, we got a retweet um, for, so big, big thank you to, hang on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, to, uh, sorry, big shout out to Samantha Vold for retweeting us on Twitter and also connecting us with some folks that, uh, are interested in like birding and podcasting. Oh, and Kristen Brunk also retweeted hey, us. So that's too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So tune in next week for more badass birding women. Um, 
yeah and also happy nation happy national indigenous wait happy indigenous people's day as of <laughs> yes belated <laughs> but that was beautiful <laughs> yeah this is gonna come out the week after that so. <laughs> oh wait no what is it we had a catchphrase uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, to all the yeah, failure claws and penis necks out there, <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> I forgot about that. We should, we should sign off. I'm Kristen Brunk. I'm Maya Pershing. I'm Jen Schneiderman. And I'm Ashley Olaf. See you next time. <laughs> Everybody,